When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. you to tell all your friends about me. What are you? I'm Batman. It's not college basketball. It's Clarence. Let's get ready to rumble. Feel the fires into the rear. It's my son only know how to Welcome back, Friday Nighters, to Just Another Friday Night. It is, in fact, Just Another Friday Night. And here I am, your one of your two hosts, CM Chuck, and I am here with the always unbreakable one, Adam Antium. Adam. Hey, good evening, Friday Nighters. Good, good to be back again. Yes, always great to be back. Again, our favorite night of the week, podcasting night, Friday night. And we're going to start out with a quick thanks to Julia Hart, the director of Fast Color, uh, the movie I told you guys I saw on um, Amazon Prime. Uh, again, if you get a chance, go out and check it out. But she did like our tweet uh, nice. where I gave her kudos and stuff, and I talked about the show. So please check out her movie. Great, fantastic film. If you're a superhero fan, you will 100% dig it. It is almost like a it's a, a superhero movie that you don't know is a superhero movie almost feels like Unbreakable, you know nice. what I mean? M. Night Shyamalan's Unbreakable. And it's on Amazon Prime, right, you said? Amazon Prime, yes. Okay. So I got to, because we subscribed, it was like I got to watch it for free. So All right, very, awesome. very excellent film. Awesome. Um, next, cat, we got a little bit of news. Yeah. So wh- what what happened in the world? Uh, well, Brian Denny, he passed away. That was kind of a heartbreaker. He was one of those really great character actors that you see a lot. You know, he was the main antagonist for First Blood. Mm-hmm. And know? he was a huge asshole yeah. in that movie. Yeah. Real you bad. definitely hate Brian Denny in that yes. movie. The yeah. sheriff. He's the sheriff, right? Sheriff. Yep. Mm-hmm. The drives him out and says, we don't want you in here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much you long-haired, you know, ex-army guy. I mean, how did, what, what do we treat a veteran, right? Yeah. yeah. And he's supposed to be a Korean veteran in that movie yeah so i always think about him from fx i yeah. i like the fx yeah. and fx2 movies uh you know brian also brian brown who yeah. if you follow us on um instagram you saw the awesome breaker morant picture that uh adamantium adam put up and uh, you know brian brown also in that movie yeah. as garth garth Ennis wrote in preacher what australian movie is complete without <laughs> brian brown um also a huge loss in the wrestling world oh, huge. uh howard finkel the fink uh, pretty much the voice of our childhood wrestling. Yeah, the best ring announcer ever. Whenever somebody won the title and you'd hear, yeah. you know, it just gave you goosebumps. I just feel like even that, saying that now is like, it's a, it's from him. That yeah. comes from Fink, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, Not only that, but then I read too that he was the first uh, employee that they hired. So, really? Yeah, because they say first uh, WWE uh, e employee that they hired. So, so uh, what I read was a really awesome, I believe it was a tweet, and it was from Vicky Guerrero. We all yeah. know the... Yeah. Uh, the uh, widow of a legendary iconic Mexican wrestler, uh, Eddie Guerrero. But she says that she would, her tweet said, and I'm paraphrasing, but um, that she would always be grateful because when Eddie passed, he uh, Fink said that he was going to ride with the casket because he didn't want Eddie to come home alone. And man, that, 
tweet shit nearly brought me to tears, man. Yeah. So what an amazing guy uh, he was. You know what, Kat? Let's let's have a drink to the fink. Yeah, um, I mean, just again, huge loss. Uh, he was a ring announcer, but man, he meant so much to the company and to us. So here's to the fink. Cheers, fink. Okay, so now we got that big piece of business out of the way. We also have some other news. San Diego Comic-Con, the Comic-Con of Comic-Cons, has been canceled. Yeah, I mean, we saw this coming. Uh, it's too much. It's too many damn people. There. Yeah, and, and and you know what? I don't know that we're doing the job that we need to be as a society to kind of flatten this curve yeah. they keep talking about. So let's just let it all well, roll not just over. that, CM, but I mean, what celebrities actually is going to come out there? Oh, right, know, so. right. Yeah, it's just that it's not yeah. worth it. I mean, don't endanger yourself. And, <laughs> and this goes for anyone listening to in your own place where you're at you know stay home yeah. listen to our podcast yeah you know write us an email send yeah. us a tweet send it comment on our our photos on instagram yeah, i mean that's a great thing about this too i mean you can still keep up with all your celebrities and everything you can still contact them so oh, yeah I mean, you know I, very awesome yeah you know, absolutely so. absolutely we'll yeah. wait things will be better and then it will yeah. be the biggest comic-con probably ever yeah. so yeah. um Excuse me. So with that being said, that wasn't a Corona cough, I promise. <laughs> We're drinking Dos Equis. <laughs> and if Dos Equis, you want to send us a check, go right ahead. Yeah, go ahead. But um, <laughs> um, today, Adam Antman, we are talking about one of uh, our favorite directors. Yes. As you know, my favorite director yes. and yes. Uh, probably one of my favorite film writers as well. So the one and only, I mean, I would say really the auteur, uh, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. You yeah. know, what do you, where do you stand on it? What do you think about the man? Uh, very different writing when I first saw his movies. Uh, Pulp Fiction was my first movie. Mm-hmm. So very different than anything I had seen. Very different crime movie from anything I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, crime movies had always seemed very serious. And then Pulp Fiction comes and you get that opening. Well, not the opening scene with Tim Roth, but the opening scene with uh, John Travolta and Samuel. They're just BSing, right. you know, on their way to kill someone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're BSing about his trip on in, to Amsterdam, right? That's right, yeah. 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 And, and he's just talking, you know, like I'm nothing. in Amsterdam. Yeah, and then gossiping, too. They're all gossiping about Marcelo Smollett's <laughs> wife, you know? So it's kind of like it's uh, you're not even feeling any tension going into the moment, you know? So I was like, man, it's pretty damn cool. That's a... Uh, Different, different crime movie. Yeah, you know, they're, so. they're even kind of griping about work. Man, we should have shotguns on these jobs. Yeah, you know what I mean? You're yeah like, they're all pissed okay. that they have like pistols. <laughs> so I, I think Pulp was my fa- my first as well. It is probably my favorite movie of oh, all time. Okay. I, I feel like that got cliche, which kind of sucks. You know what I mean? But you know, I mean, it doesn't matter because to me, I feel exactly like you. When I yeah. first saw it, I was like, I've never seen anything like this. Not just the whole non-linear storytelling. Yeah, that too, that's what got me. Yeah. Right. But just that um, it was just I'd never seen – I can't say enough. I'd never seen a movie like that. And then yeah. as you watch it, it gets better with age. It gets better on multiple viewings. I mean it has – you can watch it for your thousandth time and find something new or find mm-hmm. something funny. Mm-hmm. And it's just like uh, – it's just – as he always loves to say in his writing, it's fucking cool. Like I just feel like <laughs> these is these, – these, it's a cool movie, and the characters, for the most part, are cool. Although none of them have any really good qualities about them. They're no, kind they of shitty people. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's cool, too, is that you actually have a prop from the movie, too, right? Your uh, bad motherfucker wall. That is true. I always right. am toting around. I don't have it in my pocket right now because we're obviously not going yeah. anywhere to spend any money. We're podcasting. But um, I usually am always in, in my in my pocket is my bad motherfucker <laughs> wallet, which is one of my – I love uh, something from a movie that you have to know the movie to get it. 
I mean, yeah. you can easily get a shirt that says Pulp Fiction on it, like I'm wearing right now. <laughs> but, you know, I like it better if I see the shirt and on the back of it, I can see, you know, Ezekiel 25, 17. Yeah, with the Bible verse on there. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. But, you know, if, if I bring out my bad motherfucker and somebody is next to me in the airport and they say, hey, like, you're a Pulp Fiction fan, it's a great conversation yeah. starter. Yeah, so. it is. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but, of course, that's Pulp. That's, you know, probably his most famous film. Yeah, uh, nominated for an Oscar, I believe it did win. Yeah, he uh, won for a screenplay. Screenplay, yes. right? Which he yes. won a couple of times because his screenplays are excellent. Mm -hmm. But if I remember correctly, and I would have to go to IMDb and check my phone, but I believe that that was in '94, and I believe that it was up against Forrest Gump oh, yeah. and The Shawshank Redemption yeah. in like the same year. Easily, any one of those movies could have taken it home. Forrest Gump did take it home. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, any one of those three could have been Best Picture. Easily, I well, love this. Now, movies. I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, but now people are saying that how that was just a mistake that Pulp Fiction is that movie, is the movie of the year. I've read that more and more as the years are going on. That Pulp Fiction is a way better movie than Forrest Gump. So, I, you know, for me, yes, it is, but I, I don't know the last time you watched it, Gump, but I watched it recently or whatever, and I was like, this is still a fantastic movie, yeah, like, it's just yeah. really but great. I, mean, I guess it just goes to show, like, his style is kind of uh timeless, you know, Tarantino, yeah. that um. You know, because that movie was made in 94, and yeah. people are still saying what a great movie it is, you know? Mm -hmm. And My Garage hangs a giant-ass poster <laughs> of it, like an oversized poster. In fact, I'll I'll put a picture on our Instagram uh, later tonight of, of my Pulp Fiction poster that I love so much. Okay, just as long as you don't have a poster of your face, like Rick Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I need to get, I need to get that. that be, when, when this podcast takes off to become the international treasure it's going to be, Cat, I am going to get me a Rick Dalton-sized poster. So that brings us to his latest feature, which was time. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You had kind of some things, some so, thoughts about it. So yeah, so like the first view and I saw it, um, you know, I just uh, I couldn't get into it. But what was weird, though, is that the performances, I love the performances, mm -hmm. which is weird. Uh, but the movie just seemed to drag. Yeah. Uh, but I enjoyed the parts with Leo and, and Brad. And somebody pointed out to me, well, they're in most of the movie. And mm -hmm. I was like, hmm, that's true. <laughs> and that was your first yeah. viewing thoughts, but you've had a chance to I've had a second view. viewing, and it's a lot better. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I was expecting too much. I don't know. But it is funny. Um, yeah. I do think some parts do drag. Uh, the ranch part, I think, drags a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But I think it just – he wanted you to feel more of an intensity of the Manson family. I right. think that's what that whole shot was mm -hmm. to me, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. To feel the uneasiness, you know. And it definitely, for me, did that because yeah. I rewatched re it recently. And again, I watched it kind of in parts because it's been on HBO. Mm -hmm. And I was watching that part specifically and I was like, fuck, mm -hmm. like shit, it's it's drawing out. But you're just yeah. like, what's going to happen? What's And this, I've seen it already. Yeah. And I'm just like, what's going to happen? Yeah. What's gonna, you know, the guy, they go get the guy on the horse. Mm -hmm. This guy's here. He's he's Tex. looking. He's, yeah, they go get Tex. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? Then he comes back to his tire being, you know, popped. And yeah. then you just see him, you know, handle up this dirty ass dude and and yeah. how how well is that written and shot too you know adam where you see you once you get inside the house you know there with a very unattractive looking dakota fanning <laughs> and, and and you're just like i remember you know sitting with my girlfriend and, and just think we talked about it afterwards we said, man they just look like they smelled bad like it smelled bad yeah. in there like it just you know that you see the dirty dishes everywhere mm -hmm. people are just barefoot it looks hot yeah. you know what i mean you're just like oh my god then yeah. you yeah you know you get to see uh <laughs> um Brewster. Brewster. Yeah. yeah. Brewster. Uh, and I've heard, you know, Tarantino talk about how much he loves Bruce Dern. And, yeah. you know, he got to use him in Django. Mm -hmm. And now again, you know, these kind of small roles. And uh, he just says that there's just something special about working with Bruce Dern. And I think it, he does a really great job in both those roles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, 
they're small, but you're just like, damn, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. George. <laughs> George, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. yeah, not one of my favorite Tarantino, but entertaining them. Entertaining yes. Hell. Yeah, I, I'll agree with you. It's not in my top five. No. Uh, and, you know, if we are going to even get into that kind of ranking, it's going to be super difficult for yeah. me because – you know, while number one might be Pulp Fiction, the others can easily be interchangeable. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're a little bit all over, but, you know, I just mentioned Django or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I mean, where do you love feel that about that? Yeah, Django. No, Django. I love that movie. Um, interesting film is that I read that it was supposed to be Will Smith. You really wanted Will Smith. Now, I don't mm-hmm. know if he could have pulled it off like Jamie Foxx did. Jamie Foxx, just, uh, he just seems more grittier mm-hmm. than Will Smith. One hundred percent agree yeah. with you. And I, I heard the reason why that Will Smith didn't do it was because he went to go do the Oh, After right. Earth yes. with his that's son, right. that's right. Yeah. Uh, for yeah. for M Night, M. Night. yeah. Um, you know, and of course that movie didn't meet with wasn't met no. with critical acclaim. No. I saw it. It's not a movie that I would no. buy. It's not a movie that I would rewatch. I just no. was like, I saw it, and I was like, okay, it's it's not a terrible movie. It's right. not a movie though that I have any desire to see again. Though, whereas Django, I've seen it. Yeah, because over and over, you know, it's like if you turn it, there's parts that you just like, like the beginning is is great when they're walking. It's cold, mm-hmm. you know. It's night. It's somewhere in Texas. Yeah, you know. And then you just see Doctor Schultz come, and that's a great part. Oh my gosh! You know? And then I mean, you can skip to a middle part, you mm-hmm. know, and be like, "Oh, this is that part where uh, they're going to shoot." Uh, you know, they're doing their bounty hunting yeah. season. You know, yeah. and then the ending part, there's like, "Oh, all this stuff with Leo and Candy Line." You know, it's like, "Golly," you know, it's, "Oh, that part's coming up next." Mm-hmm. You know, that's how I feel about Django. It's like. Oh, this part's coming up. Yes. Oh, this part's coming up. And yeah. you know you like those yes. parts, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say the same thing too. Like it's just a great, you know, western, a great shoot. Yeah, I, I didn't care that Tarantino used modern music in there. I mean, it was like it no. didn't, you know, it was no. it just it plays well. It's exciting, it's fun to watch. Um, it's acted well. I mean, when you talk about the performances, you know, you've got obviously Jamie Foxx, mm-hmm. you know, you've got um, you know, Christoph Waltz as yep. Dr. King Schultz, mm-hmm. one of my favorite Tarantino characters, one of them. I, I love Christoph Waltz yeah. in Tarantino stuff. Yeah. Uh, he's fantastic in other stuff, but he's especially mm-hmm. fantastic in Tarantino yes, yes. stuff. Yeah. Um, Terry Washington. Terry Washington She's is great. great. Yeah. Leo, of course. Leo is, of course, yeah. great. And Steven is Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is, yeah. is, is yeah, also awesome. Yeah. You almost feel like there's so many great performances that it's like you yeah. forget how great Leo is because, yeah. like, you're like, man, you know, Jimmy Fox is killing it. Yeah. Man, you know, uh, Christoph Waltz is killing it. Yeah. And you're just like, damn, Leo is like killing it too. It's almost like you're out of breath, you know, yeah. enjoying it. And I think that that comes from Tarantino. He pulls these performances yeah, out. Yeah, it's like even people. like Don Johnson, he has a small part, but even his part's uh, real entertaining. Wonderful. You know, part. Like that I part, yeah. I just always laugh at when they're arguing <laughs> about the stupid hoes in the mask. You know? <laughs> I was like, man, that's him and Jonah, you know, just that little bit of time, mm-hmm. but they're really entertaining yeah. together. Even know? when he first comes on screen, you know what I mean? They start talking about the money. Yeah. Look, come on inside and get yourself yeah. something cold. Yeah. yeah, when you're like, oh, we're prepared to pay you handsomely. Yeah. I, I, I mean, he just embodied the role, and you're just like, damn, man, like Tarantino really gets. I, I he feel gets like. It. I don't know how he does it, but he does get it out, even more so with Leo. Like, Leo's yeah. already a great actor at Martin Scorsese, mm-hmm. but it seems like when Tarantino, he just pulls that little bit out of him. Like, I was saying, my wife, what was funny is that, like, in. Once upon a time, he has to pretend like he's a bad actor. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, but you know, Leo's such a badass actor, but he has to pretend like he's this horrible 50s TV Western <laughs> star. You know, and he has to pretend like he can't remember his lines and, you know, he, 
it just, you know, he has to go to Italy to, you know, do spaghetti westerns exactly. to make a living. And exactly. you're like, wow, you know, that's and pretty that's, damn good. Yeah, know? that's what a great job he does convincing yes. you that he yeah. is this, you know, bummed out actor. Yeah, just this one-dimensional actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The scene in the in where he's in the uh, in the trailer just getting pissed off at himself yeah. after the bad take, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think that Tarantino is a actor's director, if, I, if, yeah. that, if that makes any sense, because I think that he gets acting, mm-hmm. and I think that he gets actors, and because of that, he's able to get these performances out of them. But, but you know, it's like the dialogue, though. It's it's real dialogue, mm-hmm. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, he's, you know, they're just going at it, just talking like normal, mm-hmm. where you can feel some reading, you know, some movies are reading, you know, like Hollywood style. His right. feels like it's just people, that's the way people will talk. That's how they would talk, for sure. Yeah. He, he, I saw an interview with Leo and Brad, and they asked, you know, like, was well, he a real stickler for his, for his, uh, his scripts and they said he you know yes he is but there's a reason to it because there's like a whole method to his madness mm-hmm. and that you know he's like you have to say it this way because you know with these words that i wrote because yeah. that's that's how these guys mm-hmm. would talk and i've also heard him say that like what he'll do is like he'll tell you know, and i'm sure you can see it in uh uh, behind the scenes stuff there's stuff probably on youtube you know what I mean? but he'll get the whole cast and say you know and why are we here because yeah. we love making movies <laughs> and you just i think that People, number one, think he's a cool guy. They mm-hmm. gravitate towards him. Mm-hmm. He obviously loves what he does. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, it's just like working for a boss that, that loves what he does, is very proud of his work, whatever, and, and treats it like his baby. And then he makes you love it. And then yeah. you're like, man, I want to, I want to give this guy my freaking best. Mm-hmm. And, and people usually do, cause there's not, yeah. I don't think anyone he's had in the movies is doing really a bad job. I can't think of like someone yeah. that was badly, badly acting in a Tarantino movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? In yeah. fact, people shine. You know what I mean? Um, give me some other ones. What are what are some of your other? What's your favorite? Okay, so movie? my favorite, and this is actually actually one of my top five favorite movies, is Reservoir Dogs. Oh, the, double, I love it. Double on the list. Yeah, right? I love it because it's so simple. Like you get that team, just like how we we're talking about at the beginning, the restaurant scene. You know how they're all talking just normal. You're mm-hmm. just bullshitting. You know, I'm not even worried. It's gonna be an easy job. Mm-hmm. You know. They walk, play the music. Next scene, you got Tim Ross in the back bleeding, you know, where obviously you know something went wrong. Yeah. I just love the movie. I love it. It's a simple crime movie. They say it's like one of the most violent movies, but you never actually see anything. Right. And that's including, you know, the Mr. Blonde where he went apeshit. Mm-hmm. But see, Tarantino's really so good at that, that like when Mr. White is telling the story, you're, you can picture that store. You can picture those employees on their knees. Yeah. And then all of a sudden... Mr. Blonde just goes ape shit and mm-hmm. just go start shooting them all. Yeah. You know, so that's one of my favorite movies. Steve Buscemi is great as Mr. Pink, mm-hmm. you know, Harvey Kaito. It was probably my first favorite Tarantino man, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. actor. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Kaito um, is fantastic. Um, the whole twist, too. I mean, I, you know, that I don't like to guess, I don't like to jump to assumptions right i like to be surprised yes so i was really surprised when it was mr orange yeah that was the cop yeah you know because i was like oh he got shot you know he got shot he by the cops him. couldn't you know him. right exactly. and you're you know and then it shows later on well he didn't get shot by a cop he right. got shot by a lady <laughs> you know so you're like oh shit you, you know you know um it's it's i can remember being told to watch that movie mm-hmm. and this is how it sticks in my brain i'm in my high school shop class auto shop and there was a, a student there he was an upperclassman i was a freshman he was an upperclassman he might have been a senior and his name was scott abazadeh <laughs> scott abazadeh if you're out there somewhere thank you because he told me watch two movies and this is in the blockbuster video days he says 
watch Reservoir Dogs and watch A Clockwork Orange. I, I, my dad took me to the video store and I asked to rent those two movies. I found them. And my dad was familiar with Clockwork. I was like, you want to see this? And I was <laughs> like, yeah. And me and my Reservoir Dogs, we watched. And I just was like, man, you know, both outstanding films or whatever. You know what I mean? But Reservoir Dogs to me just, again, I just was like, this is a fucking cool movie. Like, it's so, like, I didn't see those things coming. Exactly. It's, they talk so they're so cool. You know what I mean? There's yeah. just, like I said, there's not yeah. a better way to say it. Like, you're just like, man, you want to be, yeah. even, you know, Chris Penn is like, you know. And I was going to say, I love Chris Penn. It's a nice guy, Eddie. Mm-hmm. I love him in his scenes. I love him with Mr. Blonde when they're, he's just got out of jail. I love that whole part with him and Mr. Blonde are bantering. Yeah. And I love the ending, you know, where, you know, he's so intense. He doesn't know what the hell is going mm-hmm. on. And the restaurant scene, the restaurant scene is just, I love that beginning scene where they're awesome. all just joking. You know? Yeah. And he's giving his spiel about the tipping, you know. You feel like they could be old friends, you know what yeah, I mean? And that's exactly. how you would talk. If you're in a group of your buddies exactly. joshing around, you're going to talk like that. You're going to talk about, exactly. you know, pussy and, you know, a song about, you know what I mean, uh, the Madonna shit, you know what I mean? Which we, she has famously addressed and told, yeah, you know, yeah. told him that that is not that's what the not, song was about. Yeah, but, you know, it was funny. Yeah, very funny. But, but that's how much he's ingrained in the mm-hmm. culture, right? Yep. You know what I mean? So so what are some other things uh, for you, Adam, that, that kind of stick to you with the the mythology of everything, of, of everything Tarantino. You know what I mean? We know, we all know his movies. We all love his movies, but there's also these little nuggets that stick out there that people maybe don't know. Okay. Uh, well, like Kill Bill, for instance, uh, Kill Bill Volume, volume 1, mm-hmm. uh, very violent. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where I think he really starts going really violent. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the blood splatter, the swords, he really starts getting into the Kung Fu movies that he really enjoyed, the spaghetti westerns. Uh, you know, all that kind of stuff starts showing more and more. Right. Uh, volume two is great um, as it kind of shows his storytelling ability because mm-hmm. volume two really doesn't have a whole lot of action. That's right. That one's more storytelling. Yeah. And it's, you know, it shows that he's really good at doing the story and the action. You know, so I thought that was really good. Yeah. And he started making epics. I don't know if you noticed that after yes. Kill Bill, mm-hmm. his movies started, it seemed like they got long. But doesn't it, does it, I feel like sometimes you feel like you always want like more. Oh, like yeah. You want like more in Glorious Bastards. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, it felt like it just flowed through. Mm-hmm. You know, and I say Christoph Waltz. I mean, man, he was great. As a major. Yeah. Like, like I, he became my favorite Tarantino actor. Wow. You okay. Know? Like if he's in a Tarantino movie, I'm for their. For sure, there. For know? sure. Yeah. I mean, I love that, you know, that's where we get introduced to him. I despised, you yeah. know, Hans Landa yeah. of yeah. the SS. Yeah. And I just was like, man, this guy, but he was doing so great at being yeah. bad. I, mean, I was I like, had never Fuck. seen a guy like that that's charming, that can speak Italian, German, English, yeah. you know, and French, you know, and he does it seamlessly. I mean, the guy was this great. And the performance is coming across too, where you're just like, yeah. it's intense. You're like, man, this guy is like very fucking intense. a bad guy. But he's being very, like you said, very charming and very personal. Yeah, but it's just like you said, like the part with uh, uh, Diane Kruger, mm-hmm. where he, you know, he gets really angry when he finds out it's her and then he chokes her. You, mm-hmm. you feel that, you know, that um, that intensity. Uh, same thing in the beginning when he's in interrogating you uh-huh. know at first yes. like he's like oh you know i just need some information and then he starts the interrogation <laughs> and that guy is just like holy shit you know? Monsieur La Petite. yeah yes. like he um, he's like okay he got me yeah you know? so very great actor i love christoph waltz definitely and i think that one of the things i heard is that tarantino wanted someone that really spoke german yeah he was going to speak it mm-hmm. like in the way that he did so it was fantastic yeah um 
<clears throat> you know, so some of the things like I hear too that are part of like the mythology of Tarantino is like, you know, for instance, you know, you've got Vic Vega mm -hmm. in uh, Reservoir Dogs. And then we've got Vincent Vega mm -hmm. in um, Pulp Fiction. And Vic Vega was Michael, um, it's Michael Madsen's Michael character. Madsen, Mr. Correct. Blanc. And yeah. then and then you've got Vincent Vega, who is obviously John Travolta mm -hmm. in uh, Pulp Fiction, that they're supposedly brothers. brothers, brothers. You know I mean? And so yeah. that, that tells us that we're working with one universe yep. here, right? Yes. And that has been, there is, you can probably, there's probably some Reddit somewhere you can just dive oh, into yeah. a deep tunnel yeah. about how well, everything like, is connected. You know, connected. in Reservoir Dogs, he mentions, uh, Mr. White mentions Alabama. Right. You know, true romance. True romance, you right. You know, um, the Elvis glasses, like Clarence and the bride where, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. um, he's a huge Elvis buff. Which yeah. well. We know Tarantino loves Elvis. You see the red apple cigarettes, red apple cigarettes you know? throughout every movie. I think I don't think there's a time that they don't. Yeah. Show it. Yeah. Like it's at the end of once upon a time mm -hmm. during the credits, uh, okay. Leo's doing an advertisement for red apples. Is that, you know what? I think I need to see that. Yes. I don't think I saw yeah. that. So yeah. I'll have to go. That's, yeah. a, that's a definitely go yeah. back and let's watch that sitting in my car. Oh, and then Brad Pitt too, when he's um, fixing that antenna, He's smoking, That's red right. apples. he's smoking red apples. Yeah. yeah. So it's cool. These are these little hallmarks of a Tarantino movie, you know, the red apple cigarettes. Yeah, which is but cool. We mm -hmm. also like to oh, hear and, about uh, it. Real quick, Seymour Scaganetti. Um, mm -hmm. They mentioned him in Reservoir Dogs, and then he does come out in uh, Natural, Natural Born, Born Killers. Killers, which he does not like. That's his story, but I read that he did not like what Oliver Stone did. Right. So, right. So that is written. We know that Natural Born Killers is written by Tarantino, but the movie Natural Born Killers is directed by uh, Oliver Stone, Oliver Stone mm -hmm. which we, he famously disregards and does not like yes he doesn't and we mentioned true romance which is one of my definitely one of my favorite tarantino movies mm -hmm. it might be top five but here's the thing it's not a tarantino movie because he wrote it but it was directed by tony scott tony scott yeah. uh, but what performance is also but, you know the dialogue's there everything's yes. there yeah from you know the elvis yep. loving to the just the violence the mexican shootout at the end mm -hmm. i mean that's tarantino clarence works in the comic books or the way yeah. that tarantino was it's like i said movie. man uh cm um i feel like garth Ennis kind of got a lot for preacher oh, from yeah. true romance i mean if you look at alabama she looks like tulip mm -hmm. uh the the love between her and clarence it looks like her and jesse yeah um you know there's just so many things about it. That the uh, Jesse Custer and Preacher in the Preacher comic sees his John hero, Wayne. John Wayne, whereas Clarence Worley sees Elvis, Elvis. his hero. And it's kind of like they're not really – they're giving them kind of like advice like to kill people or <laughs> you know, something like that. So right. I feel like, yeah, Tarantino may, may have influenced a little bit of Preacher. Not the whole thing, just – yeah. Oh you know, no, definitely. Little things here. It's and definitely there, there which yeah. is very cool to think that Garth Ennis is a huge probably Tarantino fan, and yeah. and I would hope that you know Tarantino knows about Garth Ennis because that's you know what uh, uh what a tribute in that fantastic book. You know? What about his half half Grindhouse movie? Uh, what did you think of Death Proof? I love Death Proof. And I think that's the first time he used Kurt right. Kurt Russell? I believe so, okay. yeah. Kurt Russell is, is a stuntman, Mike. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, of course, he's also there. Um, and, and it's funny because he plays like what the stunt uh, director in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right? That's right. Yeah, he does. <laughs> so. Yep. Yeah, he sure does. So he uses Kurt again there. Um, but I, I love Death Proof so much. I know that's okay. one that people don't really like. It's a shorter and one. And has Rosario, right? Mm -hmm. Rosario is awesome. in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, barefoot it, in one part, I believe, yeah. as he yeah. as he takes trademark. Another his, trademark. Another trademark yeah. defeat. Tarantino, we know the guy's got a huge foot fetish. He wears it on his sleeve, so it's pretty cool. Yeah. But um, what I really I love about Death Proof is that a big part of it takes place in Austin, yeah. in Austin, yeah. Texas, and yeah. we're, we're here in San Antonio, so right up the road. And uh, they go to they mention one place, and I think they are they're there having margaritas at a place called Guero's, uh, or if they're not there, they mention it having margaritas okay. there. Um, 
I've actually been to that restaurant. Oh, it is nice. right on Sixth Street or whatever. I went because <laughs> of that. And then there they have a picture of it of uh, the movie hanging. Um, you know what I mean? But then they also mentioned uh, the Texas Chili Parlor. That's where they meet Stuntman Mike. <laughs> That's where the girls are kind of hanging yeah. out. And it's like a, pretty much like a bar. Um, uh, Eli Roth is in that scene yeah. as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, I went to that bar as well. Now in the movie, in the in the back part, there's like a big patio where they're kind of sitting and the one girl has her, again, bare mm-hmm. feet in the mm-hmm. rain. That's not there. They say that was shot elsewhere or whatever. But I walked around inside the bar. The guy at the, at the bar in the Texas Chili Parlor in Austin even said, he goes, oh, you're a fan of the movie. Do you want to come behind the bar and take a picture right where Tarantino oh, stood? Very nice. So yeah, I have a really great picture. I'll try to post very that nice. on our Instagram and our, our Facebook later as well, where I'm standing exactly nice. where where uh, he stood. He plays Warren and Death Proof, <laughs> but Tarantino does, and and he gets a, he, he steals a, a drink there or whatever. <laughs> so um, very, that's a very cool scene and very you know uh, awesome that he did that in Austin. You know what I mean? Okay. So, uh, thoughts on Jackie Brown? I love Jackie Brown. Now that one's uh, Elmore Leonard, right? So yes, yeah. that one was of his first. first View that he didn't actually write right and he yeah. based on on a, another uh, uh someone else's writing or whatever right. but he mm-hmm. directed the movie mm-hmm. entirely the mo- the story uh which i believe is called rum punch yes um, yes yes yes. Sorry. yeah he uh it takes place in south florida but i mean what a great cast uh samuel jackson robert de Niro, bridget fonda michael keaton you know robert pam Forster, greer. pam greer i yeah. love pam greer yeah i so. mean you know and it's like i was never a pam greer fan or a buff and really knew i knew she was in black exploitation films but i'd never seen any she's great in those see those see coffee those yeah okay movies. i'll definitely check that out but then yeah. you have you have for us jackie brown and she does outstanding uh in fact i have uh, there's another picture i went to like a tarantino theme night where I kind of did like a Clarence cosplay and my <laughs> girlfriend, she, she chose Jackie Brown. And that's who she nice, uh, nice. cosplayed as. We have those really excellent pictures as well, but I love it. Where do you, where do you, where do you feel about Jackie Brown? It, it's fine. It's not, um, it's fine. It's a fine movie. Like I said, um, I don't know. Maybe I want it more, uh, okay. but it's a fine movie. Um, yeah. Thoughts on Hateful Eight. Um, it's the one I haven't rewatched. Okay. I, um, I know that one has Michael Madsen. Tim yeah, Roth. It might be the only one I don't own. You know, I saw it at a premiere night in Austin at like midnight, man. So it didn't end till like four in the morning. Mm-hmm. Probably wasn't, we had drove to Austin Ugh. to see it. Yeah. Probably wasn't premiere movie, uh, uh, you know, watching conditions. Mm-hmm. So I, I need to rewatch it. I know it's on Netflix now and the extended cut, which is what I watch, okay. you know, and, uh, Okay, yeah, we'll watch it. And Rewatch then, uh, it. Maybe uh, what's your favorite Tarantino character? Ooh, that's going to be super tough for me to pin down. You know what? But right off the top of my head, what just jumped in my mm-hmm. mind would be The Bride. Nice. I love nice. The Bride. I had a feeling you were going to say that. Yeah. yeah. How about you? Me, I like Mr. White. Mr. White. Yes. Okay. Okay, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. Well, we're close to the end of the time here. We didn't even get to touch on all the Tarantino no. we could no. talk about. But uh, for – But obviously, you know we're big fans. Yeah, huge fans. Yeah, so tell us your thoughts on what you think about Tarantino movies. What are your favorites? Who are your favorite characters? We want to know more. Again, guys, listen to us, please, on Spotify or on Anchor, on the Anchor app. Uh, We're there. We're on Facebook. Uh, We're on Twitter, on everything at JAFN Podcast. Uh, For me, uh, CM Chuck, have a good night. and Good night, guys. I'm from Unbreakable.